On this episode of Resi Week, Snap starts carrying Sound United, Cedia Expo's Launchpad, and Savant goes virtual. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 291, short-sighted. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Access Networks. Welcome to this episode of Resi Week. This is your weekly roundup of all the latest news and stories for the AV industry. I'm your host, Matt T. Scott for avnation.tv. And this week, we are pleased to be joined by two of my longest-standing friends. First, we have Mr. Joseph Whitaker. He is the CEO of Thoughtful Integrations. How are you doing, Joe? I am doing well, and don't forget, now I'm uh, contributing editor over at Connected Design. You can only have so many titles. Look, I only do two a year. Two a year. And we have Mr. David Pedigo. He is the CEO at Oralex Acoustics. How you doing, Dave? I am super. Thanks for asking. Thank you so much for being here. This is uh, this is going to air. We're recording Monday, but this is going to air on Wednesday after Expo has already kicked off. So we're, we're going to talk about a couple of Expo things. But first, before we get into all things Expo, this comes to us from a residential systems. Snap One is adding Sound United brands to their audio portfolio. Now, before you get all excited, they're not buying Sound United. They're adding it into their distribution. I read it. I did the exact same thing. I had a moment. This is not what this is. They're adding an assortment of SKUs from Denim Moranson Definitive Technology to its e-commerce platform and its partner stores across the U.S. Uh, this is this is a good-ish thing, I think, Joe, um, specifically because, to my knowledge, they don't have a massive catalog of AVRs. Uh, the definitive thing is, is good, but AVRs... I think is kind of where they're lacking. I know our version of a snap distributor up here, that's their biggest, uh, we'll say gap in the market. What does this mean to uh, DNM distributors or DMM customers at the moment uh, who now have that opportunity to buy this from Sound United? Or I'm sorry, from, from Snap One. I, I don't think that's the magic in this. I was actually, I'm at the bar outside and there's a pair of dice here and I was going to show you, I was going to do rolling the dice because <laughs> nice. here's why this is actually important, right? So right now in today's world, getting an AVR of any kind is a crapshoot, right? Mm-hmm. And Snap learned something very early on uh, during some other acquisitions when they acquired Control 4. That came with the whole catalog of partner products, right? So they had Sony projectors and AVRs. They had some other SKUs that were partner products. And then Snap said, hmm, speakers are great. Let's be a partner and actually um, sell clips, right? That happened. Mm -hmm. Right now, AVRs are the crapshoot. So me getting a Marantz right now is a crapshoot. Me getting a Sony right now is a crapshoot. And me getting a Denon. This is a crapshoot. Let's not even let's not even talk about Alkio or Integra. Let's just stick with the ones in the story. So this allows um, Snap One as a whole to be a little more agile to filling an entire product catalog mm-hmm. as a one-stop shop for their dealers. Uh, you know, you, you yeah. flip to some of the other things that they're doing, like expanding their actual location presence. They're putting one right here in St. Louis. Whoa, mind blowing. Well, also now they're doing that. They're bringing in, you know, 
uh, the, the Denon and the Marant stuff. They're bringing in, you know, some new speakers with the DevTech line, right? So we're, we're in that, that market or that level where, like you talk about uh, DevTech on-walls, LCRs. Mm -hmm. That on-wall LCR category is another category where it's a crapshoot. Can I get what I actually expect? Can I find something comparable at the same price, same quality? Um, Snap is, with this move, to me, kind of shoring that up. So that I don't have to like call 20 different distributors saying, man, I need something like that 11 point whatever from Marantz. What do you got? I can just call my snap guy and it'll be like, okay, we don't have that one. The dental one's in a couple of weeks. Sony one we can get next week through control for it. So, so it kind of, to me, um, it's an amazing move, especially after they win IPO. It's a no brainer. Yeah. Let, let's be everything to everyone within our little industry. Dave, let me let me ask you this because this is to to me this is the dream. Snap One has a huge footprint. They have a massive e-commerce platform. Does this give them, shall we say, priority over every other little mom and pop distributor shop ship uh, to as Sound United and and obviously all the other brands are working through that supply chain issue. Does this give the Snap One inter interface a little bit more, shall we say, demand to, to to get access to product faster? Well, it should, and especially with all of the uh, supply chain issues revolving chips mm -hmm. uh, that that are really creating um, shortages, really globally. Uh, what it does is it you know it's scale. If I'm a if I am, you know. I'm not with Snap. I'm not a decision maker. But if if I am, uh, or or you know, with any of these companies, if I see Snap that has the buying power uh, to uh, to sell directly to them, I'm going to be able to do that because I don't know what my future holds for sales. Mm -hmm. So when I'm selling to a larger company, they're buying more from me. Um, I, I'm more enticed to do it. I I know it sucks when you say, oh well, I've been doing business with this company for 20 years, but you know, unfortunately consolidation is what it is this is the way of the world and so i would be surprised if snap does not have more priority than other companies because they can buy at a scale that these other distributors cannot i mean it's uh it's amazing absolutely amazing to me what snap has been able to do accomplish over a relatively short period of time i mean they are now truly in many ways the 800 pound gorilla mm -hmm. of the industry and this is just them rounding out their portfolio and uh putting the squeeze on their competition even more well D dave before before matt goes on i do want to say me and you have had that conversation many times and me and you have predicted the future on snap av a long long time ago they're fulfilling something that a lot of quasi distributors quasi manufacturers don't do being able to fill that basket, being a, a one-stop shop with free and fast shipping, with logistics around the entire United States to get your product faster, cheaper, more efficiently than anybody else. They're fulfilling a promise that a lot of people have put out there before, but have not actually been able to do. So so let me yeah. ask, ask either one of you um, kind of a, a follow-up to that. Is this... I don't want to say that this is the, the, the nail in the coffin of the smaller distributorship, but they're, they seem to just be dropping like flies. 
is this is this a a massive warning shot across the bow of any you know one to two three location distributors no i don't i don't think any more so than what they've done over the last few years if you were to look at the acquisition you know starting uh with triad or sorry control four getting triad then them buying uh control four and now owning triad um uh, the other uh, you know distribution they bought this is a very bold company who is taking a lot of risk and um and every single thing that they seem to be doing is paying off i mean we've seen consolidation in in many different areas of this industry you look at via you know where they tried to consolidate like 17 integrators uh, uh that, that didn't work uh, all that well but you know it it was it it was tried the one thing you can say about Snap is, is that they've come out of, for, for lack of a better term, out of nowhere, and um, they're bold. They're using technology to their advantage. And um, so anybody who says it, you know, them getting Sound United is like the death knell or is a warning shot. That warning shot was shot a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the companies that are going to really survive are the companies that are learning how to utilize um, software and technology to leverage their business. That's what we're doing internally. You know, um, uh, if you look at, at Amazon, Amazon is a logistics company. The companies that provide the best service, the, the, the best shipping, all those, those are the ones that are winning. Yeah. And, and, you know, the thing is kind of what Dave was saying about that is when Snap AV does have a shortcoming, like you go to their website, it's a missing product. In most cases, it's not going to go to another distributor. It's going to go to a direct account. Great mm-hmm. example. Right now, if you if you buy, which I don't, if you buy acoustic panels from Snap AV, they're unheard of. But you're going to go call Dave over at Oralex because they're going to go. That's like the mechanics of the way it's actually working right now. Yeah. When they fail, they're not failing against other distributors. You're going to end up going direct. The acoustic panels is a perfect example. Can't get them at Snap. You're going to call Dave. Yeah, that's a good you point. Call me anyway. Yes, I'm yeah, a nice I'm guy. So, call I me. send you text messages and all kinds of stuff. He gets lonely sometimes. He he likes to hear from people. All right, let's Gerald checks in the mail. Oh my gosh, let's move on before we get into trouble. This comes to us from a Residential <laughs> Systems. CDA Expo 2021 announces the Launchpad brands. This is the uh, kind of the the um, update of Innovation Alley that it had years ago. It's that that spot where if you are a new company or uh, exhibiting for the first time, have only been in business for three years, I believe is the the specifics that make that happen. Um, you get to be in there this year. That launch pad is going to include not only the Cedia Propel brands, but also Altero Robotics, Autoslide, Blonder Tongue Labs, DiGiorno, maybe? Um, CDC Technology, Guard Dog Solutions, Hida Trim, Juke Audio, Crew Labs, and Oro. Uh, we know some people over at Oro. Um, Dave, let me let me start with you on this. This is yeah, we've seen a lot of really good companies come out of Innovation Alley or or now Launchpad. What does it yeah. mean to those companies that are exhibiting in the Launchpad this year? They're they're not going to get the same exposure. Can they leverage this to the same degree? Absolutely. Now, is it going to be the same experience? No. Um, 
It, it, and, and we know, you know, there'll probably be about 2,000 attendees. It's going to be small. But the conversation should be quality. I'll mm-hmm. go back to, so when we did, you know, Expo, for those who don't know, I was with CDA for 14 years. When we did Expo in 2009-ish, uh, just right after the crisis had really happened, the show for a few years was really small. And, I mean still a lot bigger than what this is going to be. However, you, you talked to a lot of the manufacturers at the time and none of them were disappointed because they talked about the quality of the conversations mm-hmm. and the quality of the attendees. It's not tire kickers. It's not people who aren't decision makers. Now, that being said, for anybody who's doing a booth, whether it's a, you know Innovation Alley or whatever they're calling it now, or a regular booth, you have to get out what you put into it. So. Uh, these people need to, when people are walking by, engage people, try to talk to people. Um, you know, you look at it, Alex Capasolatro said that he started with this. So absolutely, we Alex did a little breakfast at um, Business Exchange, and then he did the, the Innovation Alley. And look how big the company is now. So look at this as an opportunity for quality mm-hmm. of conversations, not quantity. But you have to be outgoing you have to really try to get people to engage with you yeah i think that's key joe uh, whether it's whether it's been at expo whether it's been at infocom um i have always found some great little product in the 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 launchpad areas or the innovation alley areas or the the new show i can't remember what infocom calls theirs um what is what do you have to do as an attendee to to make time to not blow past these small little booths um, a, a, a lot of times that that aren't as flashy they're not as polished they're not as you know they're startups a lot of times they're they're not this big behemoth boom hey come see us and talk to us how do you how do you take the time to do that well i this year i don't think that's gonna be a problem i'll start off there <laughs> i mean i'm just saying um, oh, you, you know, we were but, doing you know, so well. <laughs> I know, you know, it had to be me though. So, but you know, you harken back to previous years, you know, I know you, you mentioned, you know, uh, innovation alley. I, I harken back to when it was called rookie row. Remember that Dave? I sure do. Oh my I, God. I remember People, that. I that love old. rookie row, but you know, that's one of, they didn't really like the name, but you know, you go back to then. And I think about some of the brands, um, I always made half a day available for i still to this day call it rookie row amongst like my little walking group um you know i have been a big nexus 21 fan forever no they did not do rookie row however i found when people balk at the price of nexus 21 i found mantle mount inside um it was innovation alley at the time Mm -hmm. i found neo the neo which is now the original for wi-fi remote the original one i found that guy in there I found, my gosh, now that I think about it, I found so much great stuff in there. Yeah. Like, I found back boxes for displays. I have found... Well, like, Cool Components was in there for a while. Cool Components was in there. There's so many good brands. those are my friends. Like, I love the guys at Cool Components. And um, it's Mike, he's not there anymore. It's so sad. But anyhow, I digress. It has been one of those amazing spots to go to. Because it is a gauge for for the future because you'll see stuff that is just so next year or the year after mm-hmm. yeah. that you see those guys that are ready. It's like when Dave talked about Alex being there. 
I remember when Alex, his first year being there, Alex had a, a couch and a little like salamander TV stand with a TV on it. And that was it. Like, yep. Yep. that was it. But that was the launch pad. And I remember making a meeting on a whim because I like voice control. I said, hmm, this, I don't know. I'll go listen to these guys. And look at look at Josh AI now, right? Yeah. But but yeah. that's that started that jumping point. You talk about uh, companies that are in the Propel program. Um, you mentioned the gosh, what is it called? The sliding door company. The uh, Auto Slide. They're actually in the Propel program, mm -hmm. so they're coming from the UK. It's awesome. Finally, we have a locking mechanism. They can be tied to automation on a sliding door. We've needed yeah. that forever. They're there. Yeah. Oro, we know those guys. They're there. So yeah. I mean, you've. This year, you're not going to have a problem finding the time to do it. But next year, make sure, carve out two, four, six hours just yeah. to cruise it and talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing you're going to find there is you're going to find a lot of these people uh, are, are typically engineers who have created a product uh, from a problem. Yep. And so it, it's cool. The, I, I love it for sure. And they'll help you solve problems, which is... Yeah, kind of what we do for sure. All right, gentlemen, let's hit our last topic of the day. This comes to us from CE Pro. Savant is going to host a virtual technology demonstration. They are uh, essentially setting up their booth in a uh, remote location. Some sort, sort of <laughs> ominous. So I, I had to. It was too easy. It just oh my God. like I'm assuming it was in their like in their warehouse somewhere, but they didn't say warehouse. It said remote location. Uh, which makes it cooler, I guess. Anyways, it's it's set up in a secret location, uh, is the byline. And they will be live streaming September 1st through 3rd. Now, um, before we before we dig too much into this, um, I got a little bit of a bone to pick with this. And I'm, I'm going to get into it because that's more fun. Um, they are doing this. They're, they're broadcasting live. They're going to be showing... Uh, videos and, and and demos from the from their remote secret location show floor um, but they're doing it September 1st through the 3rd which is when this podcast is going to air and that's when Expo's running now they were one of the first to pull out of Expo and they're not the only ones that pulled out there's a bunch of other companies that have pulled out and have said they're going to do virtual events as well, uh, specifically another S company. Their virtual event is in the middle of September to not mess with Expo. Um, Joe, is this, like pulling out was is bad enough, and, and I get why they did it. I'm not here to talk about that aspect. I don't really care. It's done, all that stuff's over. But to do their event at the same time, is that a logistical thing? Is that a ha 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 uh, to the to the channel? Is that a way like are they flexing muscles? Is it just really, really, really bad marketing? Like uh, I'm all in favor of them doing a virtual event, but the same time as Expo's going on. You know, hold on. I got to crack a beer for this one. Oh gosh, because it's going to get deep. So, you so know, Mitchell I think, might have to edit some of this. No, Mitchell's <laughs> not going to have to edit any of this. So, you know, I think about you know several things. You know, it's secret location. Um, I'm assuming they already shipped the booth out to Indy. So, you know, wouldn't it be like a ha ha if they, you know they just set it up in the old CD headquarters? 
Um, so it's in a warehouse somewhere probably in that district. You know, the, the, the thing about it is, is that's where it at. Of course, they spent a lot of money on that booth. By the time 2022 CDO rolls around, there's going to be new things for them to show, a booth redesign. You know, they got one shot at this big investment. I'm not going to steal Dave's thunder on something we call this, but, uh, you know, at the same token, it's, you know, if, now I'm going to throw the if out there, if Savant called, maybe both Emerald and CD and said, look, you know, we spent all this money on this booth. We're not going to be on the show floor, but, you know, here, we're going to advertise it as part of virtual Cedia during Cedia. Here's a couple bucks to sponsor some education. Here's a couple bucks to do this. All right, totally respectable. I totally get it. But having me been, you know, I'm a Savant dealer. I've been a loyal Control 4 dealer and Sony dealer and all those guys for years and years. And all those guys that have dealt with me for decades know when things are wrong, I'm going to call you out. This time, I do think that's wrong. Unless you want to call like Stealth Acoustics to get the patio theater or the, the really big TV from those guys, put it in your booth and live stream it from your booth for people that are on the show floor. I'm cool with that. But you getting those couple of thousand guys that are at the show to be on the floor to hunker down in a lobby or their hotel room, instead of seeing those people who actually did show up, man, I kind of got an issue with that because... You know, that's like those days when, you know, some other brands used to get hotel rooms across the street or those other things Pedigo's going to talk about. Um, you know, I, I have a very big problem with this in that I see it overly opportunistic. I see it as a way to because, you know, everybody that's on the floor is also going to stream it out there for all the people that don't go. Right. But those are the people that, that, that made that Jeremy Burkhardt, Ryan over at SI, um, all these guys that have still just said, you know, I'm making the commitment. I'm going to go. I'm going to be on the floor. And you're going to take away from that? Like, kind of not cool. Dave is one. Are, are, are we reading too much into this? And, and no. I, I don't. Okay, thank you. <laughs> not, not even a little bit. The word you're looking for is scabs. You know, just I now let let me be clear about this. That's just the word that we used to call companies that would try to get um uh would try not to be at the show and get um people at the show uh, to show you know, up to events. Yeah, yeah, and pull people off. I'm not saying that about Savant. So let's be clear about something. Savant was a great supporter of the association. Um uh, a few years back when we did the Future Technology Pavilion, they were absolutely amazing to work with from a technology perspective. They support the association. So, um, it, like, I just used the word as scabs because that's what it was. Uh, I just think that this is... It's tone um, deaf, right? It's, it's just it, tone yeah, deaf. It's, it's short-sighted more than anything else. It's like they just don't realize the, the message that they're sending and so, no, I, I don't think that it's intentional. I, I, I don't know him. I haven't spoken to anybody there. I haven't spoken to anybody at Savant in, in several years. But um, tone deaf is probably a, a great way to put it. Uh, you know, I think it's more tone deaf than it is opportunistic. And it's like, hey, we invested all this money in Cedia. Now we, we're not going for the Delta variant. And, and I get it. I mean, I, I truly get it. Um, so I don't fault them for that. But I think they probably should have postponed it for a week and let 
what the and trust me, I was down at Expo today. I was down at uh, helping a friend with their booth. Uh, it's it's uh, slim pickings for sure. But uh, for those that have really invested in there, they're going to go out and support the dealers. Just, you know, what, put it off a week and um, and then go there. And, so. and I will I'll add to what Dave said, because Dave's, you know, has dealt with, you know, Savant for a long time on the CDA side. And we all know, all of us, it's one of the things I actually appreciate about him most of the time, is Savant is very different. I mean, who else shows up to Cedia with a fuzzy remote? They had a fuzzy remote. Remember the little round thing? Yeah. It was fuzzy. They had a gold-plated one, too. They've always kind of just marched to their own drummer. However, this is not the drummer to march to. Like, seriously, it's not. If there's a year to not be tone deaf... This, this is, is the year. Like, like we we've seen we've seen a lot of entertaining debate online after yeah. companies have pulled out and and after other companies have voiced their support and and attendees and and just you know personality personalities in the industry have had a lot to say about what this this expo is going to be this year, but like of all the times to. You know, just support the channel and and support the people that are going to the event. Well, I I don't know what the conversations with uh, Savant and it, and CD of the Association. The hard part is is that CD of the Association no longer owns CD of the show, and so you've got multiple dynamics now because you have a a for profit uh, company that owns the actual show, mm-hmm. and then you have a not-for-profit trade association that really only represents the education at the show. And so those dynamics also play into it a little bit as well. But I, I do think it's a short side. At the end of the day, though, respectfully, that, that side doesn't matter. It, it's about well, the it's about the integrators. It's well, about... Well, well yeah, yes, uh, yes, yeah, yes. Come on. It's about you know, the integrators. Okay, you know, you've, you've got, like, you know, Dave's kind of on to a little something there because he said, you know, you got the, the for-profit side which is all about the money. And then you've got, you know, the CDA side, which is education, certification, and standards. And, you know, it's like Burkhart, Jeremy, Origin Acoustics. Oh, I'm wearing one of your shirts, by the way. Love you to death for going with <laughs> you and Nick and, Not and an the team. You and Nick and the team, I loved you for doing what you believe in and going. And at the same token, Snap One. I love you for doing what you believe in and not going mm-hmm. and then doing something later. Savant, yeah. you're, tre- you're, you're treading on a line in between the two that me as an integrator, I don't know if I can agree with that. Take one side or the other. Don't go in the middle and cheat the guys who are taking, taking their, you know, one way or the other. That's kind of how I feel about it. Well, w- one thing I will say is that it's also easy to second guess these kind of things. These companies, take Savant as an example, I don't know what their booth space was, but I bet you it was large. And that's a heavy investment that you're putting into it. And then, so, you know what, we cancel and those funds go to the booth space for next year while, while the entity is still holding on to that. I need to get some return on my investment. So I understand it. I just think that it probably wasn't thought out nearly as well as it should but can you done. wait two weeks like that's the well thing. that's what i'm saying is it just wasn't well thought out you, yeah. you're you know and, and it's, it, again it's easy to, to armchair quarterback well yeah that's what we do on sure. this show that's exactly what we do on this show <laughs> 
And again, I'll wrap it with this. Um, I don't think any of us are bemoaning the fact that they're putting on something virtual. I think that's fantastic. Uh, but to, to echo Dave's point, like just put it off a week, man. Come on, wasn't that hard? Yeah. All right, gentlemen, let's wrap it there before uh, any of us get letters from council. Um, Mr. Pedigo, if people would like to connect with you, learn more about Orlex Acoustics, where can they do that? Easy, one of two ways. Email dpedigo.orlex.com or I'm at Dave Pedigo on Twitter. Excellent. Thank you, sir. Mr. Whitaker, if people would like to connect with you, learn more about Thoughtful Integrations or the magazine that you're an editor-at-large at, the, that one, um, where can they do that? Well, they, they, they can always, you can always just find me direct, Joe at ThoughtfulIntegrations.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and other stuff. And also keep an eye out for, you know, the crazy stuff that I'm going to do over Connected Designs. And before we leave, since this is going to air right during Cedia, mm -hmm. I'm going to give three Cedia predictions. Number one, wildest party of Cedia will be Origin Acoustics Party. Number two, most full booth during the show at one time will be Screen Innovations. And the most huh. repetitively visited will be Rebook. Re rebook? Or Where you go rebook your space. Oh, yes. I'm going to call shenanigans on that one. The most visited booth is going to be Origin Acoustics. The wildest party will be Origin Acoustics because they're probably the only one throwing one. And, um, uh, you know, it, See, trust me. We're going we're gonna, we're gonna to make a bet because the way it usually works is Mark Fisher from Origin goes over to SI's booth and then gets the big crowd in there to do the giveaways at SI's booth. See, I got, you know, just All historical right. insider. I'm thinking that booth will be packed. I know it will. And they've got so many announcements. So does Origin, too. But it's, it's you know, I'm just sad that I'm not going to be there. It'll be my first one not there in 20 years. Yeah, me, uh, me too. I'm just saying that you've got a valid reason for it. Congrats, by the way, my friend. Thank you, sir. Yes, if you didn't know, Joe, Joe and his wife, Sarah, just had a baby. Uh, whereas I just have a border closure. That's why I'm not going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, gentlemen, we are going to wrap it there. Thank you all again for joining us. If you'd like to connect with me, uh, you can find me at Matt D. Scott on Twitter and pretty much every other social platform. But more importantly, please visit avnation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you check them out as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week.